people live to the age of 100. It is said that of every 5,000 among us, only one will reach that mark. On this last Easter Sunday, Hank Robertson became that one. Hank is a World War II veteran. He is African-American, grew up in the segregated South, joined a military that allowed blacks to serve only in non-combat roles. His unit arrived on the beaches of Normandy a week after D-Day. Hank would become part of the famed Red Ball Express, the non-stop supply chain of trucks that allowed Patton's Third Army to drive across France with punishing efficiency. The Red Ball Express was made up largely of black soldiers. When Hank came home after the war, after serving honorably, his troop train stopped in a small town in Arkansas. The white soldiers were allowed to detrain and stretch their legs, but the blacks could not because the town didn't want Negroes walking the streets. That was but one of many racial indignities that Hank put up with during the war and after, but he chose not to let anger and resentment control him. Hank Robertson is a man of deep faith. He is an ordained minister, the senior pastor at Central Memorial Missionary Baptist Church on Chicago's west side, where on Easter, his life was celebrated, not merely for his longevity, but for the richness of his spirit over all those years. Hank's nephew, Gerald Robertson. My Uncle Henry is a patriarch and uncle figure for the Robertsons. He is inspirational, motivational, and finally, he is a man of faith. My Uncle Henry and my father baptized me here at Central. My uncle also officiated my wedding here at Central. All right, all right. He tells my children, his nephews and other nieces, that you know you, know you are a Robertson, don't you? He would tell us this often to instill in me, in my name, and having pride. He would tell me, you will make mistakes, but make the corrections too. He has taught me to love and let God guide you. When people aren't treating you right, he say, love them and move on. I love you. God bless you. You mean the world to me. You know this. He often tell me, between us, it's permanent. It's permanent, all. Several years ago, Lance Ellis, a church member less than half Hank's age, took Hank out for a round of golf. We got to the golf course, I get to the counter to pay for our game, and I tell tell the young man behind the counter, I said, hey, we're going to need the cart. And so Reverend Robinson, he comes next to me and hit me on on my leg, he said, no, we don't need the cart, we don't need the cart. And I'm like, man, you 90... Plus, we need the car, man. He's like, no, we don't need the car. I 
said, okay then. So we, we, we on the course and, you know, we walking. And I'm looking at him. <laughs> and this is like hole number six, girl. And we, we walking. I'm, I'm tired already. <laughs> at hole number six, I'm tired. And he just going. And I'm saying, hey, and I kept telling, I said, hey, it ain't too late for us to go back and, you know, get the car or whatever. Last, we don't need the car. We don't need this. So we get on up to hole number 12. By this time, I'm gassed. I'm gassed. And so he was like, you know what, man? Maybe we could just call it quits. We're stopping at hole number 12. I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> so we get to the car, right? We get to the car. And he finally admits, when I pull up in front of the house, he finally, and he looks over, before he get out the car, he looks over and he say, yeah, next time we won't get that car. <laughs> we love you, I love you, man, and there's nothing you can do about it, amen? The theme in all this day's tributes, Hank Robertson is a man of conviction who over the years has been a role model to many. Reverend, I also want to talk to you about just the importance of being a positive influence on young men. For me, working in education, working with kids on a daily basis, seeing what strong men look like, it really changed the trajectory of how we move throughout this earth. So I wanna firsthand say thank you. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for being a role model. And thank you for being you. All right, I love you. And I'm going to keep loving you. Me too. Right. It's a pretty fine day. Right, Hank? It makes you feel good when you say, this is your day. I'm on cloud nine. I haven't come down yet. You've seen many, many sunrises and many sunsets. You've seen many, many moons at its very, very best. You are a piece of history. You live through old times and new. But whenever we think of you, we stop and thank God too. Right. Tell us your secret. Tell us your goal. Because we would love to live to be 100 years old. I could ask you a lot of questions, but I guess the main question is, how do you feel at 100? Well, I feel okay, but I still with asthma. And when I walk, like I walk over here, I get kind of tired, you know. But once I settle down, I'll be okay. But uh, my mind is good, my activity is good, but it's slow, you know. Other than that, I feel all right. When you listen to all the things that were said about you today, that's high praise from a lot of people who value your mentorship, your leadership, your faith. <laughs> uh, all those kind things that were said about you. It made me feel real good because that was my motive. If I can help somebody 
as I pass along, you know. Then my living won't be in vain. That's my, my aim is always is to try to help, especially young people. Keep in touch with God. And he, if you keep him in front in your life, everything will fall in place. Do you have a, a reason for your length of life? How is it that you arrived at 100 years of age? Well, my, my parents raised us pretty good, you know. My father, I had five brothers, four brothers. There's five of us. And my dad always taught us to love one another. You know, don't, don't fight one another. Fight for one another. And I never, never will forget, one day me and my, oh, one of my brothers got fighting. He whipped us both. When he finished, he talked with us and told us, he said, you don't fight one another. You fight for one another. This is your dad. It's my dad. That's the training I got from my dad. But what I'm saying is, Paul, my, my parents taught us that you you as good as anybody, but a white man is always white. That's what she told us, that's what you tell us. So if you go to town, get what you have to get, stay out of the way. And I ain't never been abused by no no, no white people, you know, just per se. But uh, that's, that's the way I come up. I want to ask you about when you came home after having served in mm-hmm. Europe, after the service. After the service. Mm-hmm. And you're on the train, and you're in Arkansas, and you stop in that one mm-hmm. town, and the white soldiers are allowed to get off the train, right, stretch right. their legs, mm-hmm. but the blacks can't do that. You have to stay on the train because they didn't want you on the streets right. of that town. Yeah, huh? And you had to sit there, and I'm sure you were angry about that, weren't you? Yes, yes. Okay, but there wasn't much you could do about it. Well, nothing I could do about it, no. But I, I wonder why that didn't fuel a long-term resentment. Why, why did you didn't get angry? You, your it, anger over that didn't you know, go I, on. I, I, I got angry then, but it didn't stay with me. How come? Because, uh, like I tell you, we were taught, we were brought up in the church. We studied the Bible and we studied the story of Jesus. You know, find out how, what what Jesus went through, and he didn't have no kind of sin. See, the Bible is different than reading a newspaper. You can read the Bible five times a day, the same chapter, and it'll give you a different thought about life. Because I tell you, the scripture in the Bible is for instruction, it's for reproof, correction, anything right there what you need in the Bible. But you've got to do it in righteousness from the heart. This is what you've taught. That's right. I've taught. I just figure, you know, See, my grandmother, my mother's mother got to be 114 years old. And I, I was trying to get to 107. That's my name, you know. Four, five score and seven, huh? That's what you're working for. <laughs> yeah. But you're feeling pretty good, right? Overall, you have, like you said, a little bit of that touch of asthma. Yeah, you get yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. But as was said earlier, I mean, you, you still were able to golf a while back, right? You did. You need the cart, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I just wish you a very, very happy birthday. This is special. This is really special that yeah. all these people yeah. had so many wonderful things to say. And like you said, this is my day. This yeah. is your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Hank. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Paul.
The original podcast we did with Hank came during the pandemic, so we had to chat by phone, though we both would have preferred doing it in person. That podcast is episode six in our series of Honor Thank Inspire podcasts. You can find it on our website at honorflightchicago.org. Thanks for listening.